0: Santon and beyond. Get ready for the Santon Times Hour with your host, Alexander. Boy, that always catches me off guard. Hi,
1: and welcome to the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM and is always available as a podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. They call me Alexander Leibner, and they call this Edition 76, Week 30, and it's still July 2022. If you want to get in touch, you can email editor at santontimes.co.za, and you can connect with us on social media at santontimes. Don't forget to visit the website, www.santontimes.co.za. As always, you can send us your questions, your comments, and be part of the show. Hashtag the Santon Times Our Nation. Or whatever you'd like to call it thank you for making this time uh, to listen and uh, thank you for showing your support as you tune in from all around the world and uh, greater parts of south africa i'm happy to report that all is well in Santenland. and i was going to say my right hand man from milan but uh, you're not from milan you're from bologna uh, vincenzo in the production booth thank you so much uh, for mixing it all up again for this show and if you're listening live on Mix 93.8 FM, uh, huge apologies. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, this won't really make much of a difference. But I realized we have a WhatsApp line for Mix 93.8 FM. And uh, you've been messaging in every week, and we've been, miss- we've been missing your messages. So I'm really sorry about that. Uh, but we've missed some of your comments. And um, like Nicole, uh, last week, she asked for birthday wishes, and she was really, really involved with the show and we didn't even pick up on it so nicole huge apologies but uh, it was good to hear from you so v- vincenzo we're we're all sorted okay great we're all sorted uh so we can get your whatsapps too uh and please we'll try and respond to those as we can and uh, thank you for using that line as well coming up on this week's episode it premieres this week and is the godfather of reality tv shows Back for another season in South Africa. We're getting a head start on what to expect this season. Then she has made South Africa proud by taking the Miss Supranational title for 2022. I'll be chatting to her all the way from Poland. Next, there's some great arts, music and entertainment coming our way in Santon towards the end of the month. I'll be getting all the details. And finally, it is Mandela Day, so I'll be checking in with the Nelson Mandela Foundation. All this and more coming up. Your headlines for the week are coming up shortly. But let's get this Mandela Day edition on the road with a familiar voice.
0: to the rest of the world this is the Santin times hour
1: this is the santan times hour on mix 93.8 fm with rise up by stargate featuring the voice of nelson mandela boy doesn't that take you back to a different time and place compared to where we are right now in 2022 well it's time to take a look at your headlines for this week We mentioned this some time back, South Road in Santon. Well, what's going on there? Uh, Just to refresh your memory, for a longer than expected time, South Road in Santon, which leads from uh, the engine garage on Ravonia down past the Rivers Church and uh, Morning View Shopping Centre onwards to Marlborough. Well, it was undergoing resurfacing by the Johannesburg Roads Agency and there was a deadline for the 1st of July. It came, it went and the road was still looking a little bit uh, rugged and rough. Well, JRA then sort of slipped out a notification somewhere and said, well, it's been extended to the 12th of July.
2: That would be day after our day and would be day after. It's before and after.
1: Well, I'm happy to report that the road is now in good condition and it looks great. I actually drove on it today and it's uh, it's all done. So now we've got a great new road and we can't afford the petrol to drive on it. I'm telling you. Well... Then, unemployment solved. South African Labor Minister Tulas Nguessi wants to add 2 million new jobs before the next elections. 2 million! Sure. Big goals there. Big goals. Well, South Africa does have one of the highest unemployment rates in the world. <laughs> I don't know how government thinks they're going to create 2 million jobs. I don't think it's actually government's role or government's job to create new jobs. It's businesses. It's the private sector's job to create jobs in an economy that is viable, that is attractive. I mean, I always go back to this example. Paris in France brings in over 30 million tourists a year. Three zero. 30 million. South Africa recorded a total of 4 million tourists a year. Four. Compared to 30. That's a city compared to a country. And I know a lot of people are going to say, yeah, it's in the middle of Europe. There's more people. We can go into all the economics. But let's just take it sort of back of the envelope calculation. Can you imagine we brought in 30 million tourists into South Africa? We'd have jobs coming out of our ears. We wouldn't even know what to do with all these jobs. We'd actually have to start importing people to try and manage the shuttles and the hotels. and the. I mean, government keeps talking about how tourism is one of the five pillars of the economy. And yet it doesn't feel like much is being done to support tourism be it South African airlines. I mean, look at Dubai. I mean, Dubai is a desert. It's in the middle of nowhere. And what have they done with their airline? I mean, I don't think I know anybody who hasn't traveled through the Middle East to go somewhere and has stopped over for two or three nights. And it's probably go back 40, 50 years ago, one of the most possibly unattractive destinations. And now look at it. And here we are with the most tremendous facilities, people, food, weather. We've got mountains, we've got winelands, we've got beaches, we've got it all. And yet I don't think enough is being done to bolster tourism and the unbelievable potential it has to create jobs. And not by government, by the people who are going to set up those hotels and those tour groups and everything that goes with tourism. My fellow South
0: Africans.
1: Anyway, enough of a rant. Then, laid to rest, hip-hop artist and choreographer Tumi Cloudy was remembered at a memorial service at the Rivers Church in Santon. Uh, He was 30 years old when he passed away last Sunday and he had uh, friends and family there to uh, remember him. Then Uber is getting a bad rating from its drivers. Well, Uber drivers are complaining that the e-hailing company is not adjusting its fares despite the cost of fuel rising. Come on, man and a group of drivers protested at the e-hailing company's offices in Santon this past week, and we wait to see if uh, anything will happen in terms of making it more economical, I suppose make business sense for a lot of these drivers to be doing what they're doing, even as the rates remain the same. And then the 2022 Marketing Achievement Awards took place uh, in Santon. Uh, They're presented by the SABC and endorsed by the Marketing Association of South Africa, and they they're basically put together to celebrate analytical and creative marketing that actually demonstrates a bottom line result in business. So, you know, it's always great when you have these fantastic billboards and then you ask the guy, well, how many prawns have you sold? And they haven't sold one prawn, but everyone says, what a wonderful, colorful, beautiful billboard you did have. So let's have a look at some of the other winners here. I'm just going to quick squiz at the list here. There's so many, but I just want to pick out a couple of few. Uh, they've got the Accenture Song 2022 Marketing Organization of the Year Award, which went to the Discovery Group, which has their offices in Santon. Also, part of Discovery was Feroz Borat, CMO at Discovery, who won the 2022 Marketing Person of the Year Award. Okay, well, that's great. Then Mondelez, 2022 Rising Star of the Year Award, went to Jared Patel, Head of Marketing at Sea Harvest Group. Oh, gosh. Then we've got Excellence in Internal Marketing, went to Nando's. Telcom Excellence in Resourceful Marketing Award. Well, resourceful is always good. Went to the Restaurant Rediscovery Campaign by Discovery Business Insurance. Well, Discovery cleared it quite well <laughs> at this award. Uh, the Apps for Excellence in Marketing Innovation Award went to the Savannah Virtual Comedy Bar. I think I think I attended one of those. Remember those virtual events we used to do back in the months of the pandemic. And then Excellence in Strategic Sponsorship Marketing Award went to Nedbank for Nedbank re. Unified. And there was a little note at the end here that says the excellence in reputation management award was not awarded. While there were some good entries into this category, the judges were of the opinion that submissions entered this year were not of a standard required to win a marketing achievement award. What? Excellence in reputation management. Well, well, well. What does that say? Vincenzo, do you still have time for another one? No. Okay. Tight on time. Okay, let's let's leave it right there with the headlines for this week. Grab your torches as we get chatting Survivor South Africa with host Nico Panagio right after the break.
0: Follow the Santan Times on social media. At Santan Times. Follow the Santan Times on social media. At Santan Times.
1: Well, it's back again. It's not just Mandela Day 2022 today, but... It's also the return of Survivor South Africa and this year subtitled Return of the Outcasts. And before we get into any more details, let me just quickly uh, put out a quick spoiler alert just in case you've been in the car or you're on your way home or you haven't watched tonight's premiere of uh, Survivor South Africa for 2022. Let me just throw that out there so you don't end up walking into the weeds here and uh, qu- hearing things you might not want to hear. So let's just put that out there. And whilst you're busy deciding if you're going to carry on listening or you're going to listen to this a little bit later, well, it's the ninth season of South Africa's very own version of of Survivor. It's shot on the Sunshine Coast. There's two tribes, Masu and Yontao, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. And uh, yeah, it's once again hosted by South Africa's very own host, Nico Panagio. And Nico, it's good to have you on the line.
3: Good to be, good to be back and uh, exciting times, isn't it? Goodness gracious, can you believe it? It's highly anticipated that first episode, and of course, the the entire season. Uh, of Survivor South Africa season nine, I, 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 I trust everyone is is very happy with uh, what we put out on our first app. I um, I know that I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed every split second of it because remember, I get to experience it in two completely different ways on the island, intimately. You know, the real time version of it, and then of course the edited version. I think the uh, the production team, the post production team, have done a phenomenal job.
1: Yeah, that must also always be quite weird because you probably re- remember some things in a very different way, or you probably don't remember them at all. And suddenly you're watching it on TV and going, "Oh yeah, that's what happened."
3: Yes, and I think what's important to note as well is that I'm, even though I'm privy to you know the moment-to-moment happenings, there's a lot of stuff that happens that I I just don't get to see. There's just it's just too much to take it in while whilst one's on the island experiencing 39 actual days consecutively as you see them. Um, unroll. So it's it's unlike film that one shoots a film completely out of sequence. You know, depending on the location you're at, you would shoot all whatever happens in that location on you know the f- three or four days. Then you move to the next location, shoot that. So you might shoot the beginning and the end of your movie, you know, on the same day. Whereas with Survivor, it's a reality show and it's a very organic reality show. And um, so we let everything play out organically from day one to 39. It is completely shot in sequence. So we are watching the entire season unfold on a very intimate day-to-day level. And I don't get to see all the, the you know, those nitty-gritty, those, those small moments which I know about but don't necessarily understand in complete uh, context. And, and then so I get that fuller version as well. So it's really great for me.
1: Well, I'm keen to hear what people thought of that first episode of Survivor. And if you are listening, uh, just drop us a line on WhatsApp, or you can also send it on hashtag Santan Times Hour and share your thoughts. And I know there's probably a lot going on on social media already as uh, the episode rolled out. Nico, once again, how does shooting in South Africa measure up to shooting uh, anywhere else in the world? I mean, you've done international versions of this for South Africa, but uh, once again, we're in our own backyard for this uh, season.
3: indeed we are and how blessed we are to have such a gorgeous backyard right absolutely um, you know with with the the blessing of our wonderful hosts uh, out in the eastern cape um and and really just Uh, being able to showcase what south africa has um, in terms of natural landscape and natural wealth and beauty and resources so it's a it's a a blessing it's it's close to home um so it's not four or five flights across the pond pond. and and i think you'll see from our gorgeous aerial shots that south africa really is you know it's it's spectacular so i think worldwide it measures up as an exotic location because that essentially is the show a bunch of strangers cast together um stranded in a remote location that should ideally be this wonderful you know possibly a holiday resort spot actually turns into this nightmare because you're stranded and you have to fend for yourselves you have to fend you have to scrounge for food build shelter so it's that lovely juxtaposition right and so we've got that in our wonderful locations that said every single one of us most of us uh, crew and, and 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 cast included we just love that crazy travel to exotic places. Um, You know, for us, whether we shoot here or whether we shoot in the Philippines or Samoa or the South China Seas or uh, the Maldives, all places we've been to before, um, we love it because we're we're shooting the game of Survivor. And within seconds, that's what it is. You're in the game of Survivor, it doesn't matter where it is. But I I love the travel and my family comes along and they love the travel as well. So I miss those azure blue waters like I said, we have these incredible other beauty elements that just really capture the mind and and you'll see it play out this entire season.
1: I mean, absolutely and we often underestimate how fantastic South Africa is. It's only once you've really travelled overseas and you come back and you go, wow we've got so much going for us but talking about coming back uh, this season is all about 20 castaways who've all been on the show before who now have almost a second chance coming back Mm -hmm. onto the show and... uh, were there some particular contestants that you were quite uh, surprised or quite excited to see come back and kind of get their chance to give it another shot?
3: Well, I, well let, let's call it 2.0, right, for all of them because, you know, we, we we said right up front, a few few people get to play this game in a lifetime. Never mind get to play it twice. So not only are these people returning players, not only are they outcasts, but they are outcasts for a reason. Outcasts because the game kind of, uh, you know, out, outplayed them the, uh, the way they went out out was completely out of you know out of of their hands Um, or you know they they showed promise and the chips just fell um in a way that they that they couldn't handle it um to keep themselves in the game Uh, and so the returning players aren't just any returning players these are people that are coming back that we believe showed incredible promise have great potential each and every single one of them to make it all the way to the end and, um, and as we say, each of them has a bone to pick either with the game itself or with themselves, you know, because oftentimes they were the reason they got voted out because of, you know, when you get stripped down as the game does, when you come into Survivor, no matter which country you play it in, the, the game is designed... To strip you down to your bare essentials, your spirit, your you know your, your survivor fire we call it inside, and 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 what you have you know your, your your few items of clothing on your body, and then your ability to adapt. That's what you get stripped down to. So um, w- when you get down to that, we are so excited to see what people get up to, and each and every single one of these outcasts coming back have got what it takes to make it to the end. So we are very excited to see how it plays out. And, uh, and we have no idea, we have no idea. So uh, as to, you know, I'm excited about every single one of them because if you've if you've seen the the, the profiles of our cast running up to this, you'll know that each of them has absolutely what it takes to make it to the end. And that's where everyone wants to sit, you know, in in a standard season of survival when it's newbies, people just want to make it as far as they can, hopefully they get to merge. And then maybe, you know, lo and behold, you might find yourself sitting at that final tribal, Well, each and every single one of these castaways wants to make it to the end.
1: I mean, this is the interesting thing about this particular season is the fact that most people come onto the show and are working on strategies and ideas that they've picked up having watched the show on TV. In this particular instance, they're coming in having played the game before, knowing the lay of the land, knowing where the bodies are buried, and it must be a very different kind of gameplay.
3: It is completely different. And, you know, we expected as much, we expected that they'd be hitting the ground running because you've got that whole uh, element, that dynamic of pre-game. It's a, it's almost a negative term that has been given to it, which we've encouraged people not to have. We want people to come into this game without having set up anything outside of the game so that everything still happens within the confines of the new world we've created so whether or not people have and do honor that uh, only time will tell what's interesting is that might be a good thing it might be a bad thing and you'll only know when you're in the game because what if you have preconceived ideas with people and then you come into the game and the game forces you to go against that to change that so even if that were to come into the game that's wonderful because it's going to make for so much more exciting um, elements added added to this and and as you say it's completely different from a standard season where people still have to come in, they've watched other seasons, they've watched other players, they know what they think they want to do, but when you get into this incredibly unique situation that, that the game of Survivor places you, within the first few hours, you you discover that you're in a completely different scenario to what you imagine, because you can't imagine it. It's very unusual to be stranded on an island with strangers, with no food and no shelter, especially if you come from the first world and you're used to the, you know, even, even if you um small comforts uh, you're not used to that incredible rude awakening and so when that hits something switches on within you or off and uh, and that's where you know the game starts and so it'll be interesting to see how these folks who've all actually been in the situation they know what to expect even though they haven't had it maybe for a few years some of them you know uh, not too long ago others years ago they've played the game but there is a, there's a memory that once you've experienced it, stays there, a primal memory. And I think what happens is these people will come in and they'll switch on very quickly. It won't take days as it usually does for new players. People are coming into this game and the sights, sounds smells immediately put them into that, that primal version of themselves, hold on to your seats. It's a killer season. The gameplay is out of this world. It's world-class and I'm very excited. I'm so excited because I know what's coming. And I just know it's going to blow your mind each and every time. So enjoy the binge watching.
1: Well, there you have it. Survivor South Africa, Return of the Outcasts has kicked off on Mnet this week. It runs Monday to Thursday night. So you get to see it every single, well, almost every single weekday night. And uh, the sole survivor is named on August the 25th, And I'm sure we'll check in with the show somewhere in the middle uh, to see how things are progressing. Survivor South Africa host, Nico Panagio, you can grab your torch and head out. Thank you so much for joining us on the Santa Times Hour. <laughs> there you have it. So it's bottom of the hour. It's uh, the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM and also available as a podcast. And I'll be right back after this.
0: Back for more? The Santon Times Hour continues.
1: That's at The Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM and Kygo and Zach Abel with Freedom. What a fitting song. For Mandela Day 2022, I'm Alexander Leipner. If you've just started listening in and uh, taking us into the second half of the Santan Times Hour, and as always, let me remind you, if there's anything that you caught uh, on the show, but you didn't manage to jot it down, well, you can check it out on the show notes, which are on the website, www.santantimes.co.za. All the details are there, all the breakdowns, what we've discussed on the show and so much more. Also be sure to visit the social media accounts at Santon Times and feel free to comment and connect on the WhatsApp line. As we discussed earlier on, you can also use the hashtag, hashtag SantonTimesHour. And I see the comments are coming in thick and fast, so uh, thank you for that. One young South African woman who certainly is coming off a high this weekend, having been crowned Miss Supranational 2022, and she joins me on the line from Poland is our very own Miss South Africa, Lalela Mzwane, And Lalela, it's so great to have you here, and let me congratulate you on your epic victory.
4: Thank you so much, thank you so much for having me.
1: Let me tell you, you certainly haven't had an easy pageant run as far as pageants go, but taking, <laughs> taking this title must just make it all worth it. How are you feeling?
4: Oof. Uh, numb. <laughs> I feel numb. I think that's the most honest answer. I'm very excited, but I, I don't think I've wrapped my head around what just occurred. Probably because of um, the exhaustion, the adrenaline. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm numb and excited.
1: <laughs> I must tell you, it was the most unbelievable production. I mean, I think of all the beauty pageants that we follow, be it Miss Universe, be it Miss World, uh, Miss Supernational has never been on the radar as big as I think it will be this year. And it just looked absolutely spectacular. Uh, I see you even had a little secret handshake going with your runner-up. What was it all about?
4: <laughs> so... I loved her. We just clicked from day one, actually, even prior to us meeting, um, when I knew who she was, she followed me on Instagram and I followed her back instantly and we just clicked. So when I saw her, it felt like I was meeting an old friend. And it's so funny because we stood backstage and we're like, oh my goodness, the ultimate dream would be to be standing there with you. How cool would that be? And then it actually occurred and we were like, what? So then secret handshake had to be done.
1: Um, fantastic
4: it was was amazing (laughs) i mean the the, the
1: other really great moment that i also thoroughly enjoyed was i think you just received the crown and you had this great moment when your fellow pan-african competitors came to greet you and and i couldn't see the sashes so i wasn't quite sure where they were from but it looked like you guys had just reunited after having not seen each other for a long time
4: listen i have never been loved on so much and felt more at home than I have here at Miss National. And I think um, that's attributed largely to my African sisters. I recall we had a top model competition and we had to compete per region. So after um, the two winners from Africa were announced with Mauritius and myself, and we had to go change into our second looks, the other girls who were in um, the African contenders all jumped up to help us. It was just such a beautiful community. So. I knew that we all would have been happy had it been either of us.
1: Well, I mean, Africa has competed very strongly in this uh, particular pageant. I know Namibia won this last year. I think Kenya ranked quite uh, quite well last year as well. So it's amazing how Africa has has managed to really uh, rank it up on, on this particular uh, pageant. Uh, what are you hoping to do with this new opportunity?
4: I have always said that first and foremost, I think it's important to place um, the objectives of the Miss International. Um, Organization as my priority. In my personal capacity, I honestly love to carry on um, the work that I do with my hashtag #BeReady campaign, which focuses on unemployment, tackling unemployment, and providing entrepreneurship skills. So to empower people to not just wait for a handout and wait for um, jobs, but to create opportunities for themselves. So I know that with the Mr. International um, organization's backing, that's going to be really amazing.
1: What are your objectives with Miss Supranational? What are they expecting from you?
4: Basically, Miss Supranational looks for an inspirational and aspirational woman. What I thoroughly enjoy about the organization is that, first of all, I'll get to be based at home. There's a lot of traveling, you know, a lot of charity work all over the world, which is amazing because I get to really explore. I get to be exposed to so many different things. But they want a combination of a, a woman who... Who knows who she is who's confident um who has a charitable side and very much a real girl somebody people can aspire um, to be and to get inspired um, by who she is
1: well i can certainly tell you when uh, Mm -hmm. your article went up on the website uh, I i was looking at the analytics and among your article ranking very highly the next best article after that was, how do I enter Miss South Africa, uh, which was really ah. interesting. So <laughs> it's amazing how that correlation comes up, uh, you know, that, that people see somebody achieving and going, well, maybe I should give this a shot, which is which is all really great. Quickly, between you and me, has Trevor Noah messaged you yet uh, for an interview?
4: No, not yet. Not yet. Okay, okay. Trevor, <laughs> have you seen this?
1: Shout out to Trevor Noah. That's it. (laughs) And then also, I mean, it was quite a a bizarre moment when you get crowned and they give you flowers and there's so much going on all at the same time. And then you got a check for $35,000 as well, which sort of appeared out of nowhere. Have you given it some thought, what you want to do with that money?
4: I even forgot that that was in play up until you just mentioned it now. Honestly, no, I honestly had forgotten about it, so I haven't thought about it I think it gets a wrapped up on doing what you have to do and just really claiming that crown that well for me at least the monetary value and that prize was not really on my mind so I haven't really thought about it
1: well, I must say I wasn't expecting it either. I didn't realize that you actually did get a, a cash amount, and I suppose in 2022, receiving a check is a bit unusual. You're probably expecting like a, a geo payment or an e wallet or a, a a bitcoin transfer, not necessarily Listen, a check.
4: Anything for that photo, so it's fine. Yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, who
1: did you who did you speak to straight after you won? Did you phone any family members, or was there anyone you reached out to uh, to to share the moment with?
4: So my create the South African creative director Vadna Vessels was there so he was actually standing in front of me um, as I was being crowned and we were both crying and he's there screaming I love you and I'm there crying I love you too and my mom was there so in person so that was amazing and I've been trying to respond to messages from my loved ones um, trying to keep up so if I haven't seen any of your messages or I haven't responded yet it's nothing personal I will get to it.
1: Okay, there's the official message uh, right here. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I last saw you at the announcement of the top 10 in Santon at the Maslow Hotel. Are you going to be back in South Africa for Miss South Africa uh, 2022?
4: I will be handing over the beautiful bootle, that crown that I've had um, the pleasure of wearing for the past couple of months. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm very excited to to do that.
1: And what's your message to... The girl that is yet to be revealed to be winning a Miss South Africa. What do you what do you think you want to tell her? That she might not have experienced it because you've been on that journey, but but she hasn't.
4: I definitely would tell her that the crown doesn't make her. She makes herself. It doesn't mean like the crown being on your head suddenly becomes some, you know, you need to do the work. It's all about you. And to just savor every moment. I think it, it flies by like this you know to be present to live in the moment because you don't get to have this opportunity forever and i'm just super excited for her i am super excited for her to walk in this i've always called it an answered prayer and it's honestly changed my life so i can't wait to see what it does for hers.
1: well i certainly can't mm-hmm. wait to see what you're going to do with your new uh, title lalela mzoane Miss Sun Africa, now also <laughs> Miss Supranational 2022. It's been such a pleasure having you on the Santon Times Hour and all the very best as your journey continues.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Online, Online. on air, anywhere, anytime. This is the Santon Times Hour. All right, just down
1: the road, Red Hill School in Morningside is hosting the Red Hill Arts Festival from the 29th to the 31st of July 2022 with some of the biggest names in theater, music and uh, the arts on stage. And joining me to chat about this is Joseph Gerasi, Executive Head at Red Hill School. And Joseph, tell us a bit more about the Red Hill Arts Festival.
2: Right, Alex. Thanks so much for having me on. This is going to be a major, major, major event in the calendar. And I, I think the reason why we're all so excited about it is that we're coming out of two years of lockdown. We're coming out of two years where we really haven't been able to see community. We haven't been able to interact with one another. Uh, we, we, we don't even know what, what, what we look like anymore because of the masks. And I think people are just ready to to have a festival, to have a a place that they can go where they can bring their children, they can have good food, they can um, have good drink, they can go and see shows. And really what's important is that this is not a Red Hill internal kind of event. It is absolutely a community event. It's like the National Arts Festival in Grahamstown, only you don't have to get on a plane and fly there. You can just kind of drive through to a really secure venue at Red Hill and see some of the best entertainment um, that is on at the moment. And um, we're really excited about that. And we invite um, the whole Santon, Morningside, whole Joburg community to actually, you know, make that decision to get out there and start living again. And what better place to do it than at a place like Red Hill for um, our Red Fest um, Festival.
1: Well, I, I remember my days uh, in school covering the uh, the National Arts Festival down in uh, what was then called Grahamstown. And uh, let me tell you, nothing like an arts festival. Uh, It's just got a whole different vibe. The food stalls, you know, you kind of map out your evenings and your days, which shows you're going to watch and what you're going to go look at. And I'm glad we've already established as well that this is not just a a school play or a school performance, so you're not going to have – just someone else's child playing the marimba or reciting a poem or singing. I mean, you've got a very diverse program. You've got a little bit of everything for everyone. I was just quickly going through your brochure here. So you've got this program that runs the whole weekend and and a variety of different things. You've got a a night market. There's a a family picnic. And then you've got performances by some very, very well-known theater performers in South Africa. Some of it's funny. Some of it's a bit more dramatic. It really looks like a really great program.
2: You know, we've got something for everyone. We actually start the Thursday night with the opening of an art exhibition. Kim Lieberman, you know, a renowned South African artist has curated an amazing, amazing art exhibition. And so we'll start with the Thursday night uh, with that. Then into the Friday, the Friday morning, we we generally spend um, with school kids that come onto campus, and we've got some amazing, amazing productions for them. And what's interesting about the morning is that we ask the directors or the actors to stay behind and talk to the kids about their productions. And then, as you said, Friday night, we have our community table night market, and that really is a a great event. Red Hill, uh, we hosted uh, two or three of those before. Before lockdown and that really is just we've got our food carts and we've got music we've got people like Jason Tsebe and Jamie Lee Saxton singing we've got fire puts out onto the on the field we've got restaurants going and you just come along and just enjoy an evening with friends and family but at the same time You've got some amazing productions that are on, uh, more than a handful, you know, that he's been playing uh, Locked Upside Down and Inside Out, which is a great comedy musical about lockdown, and that's great. We've got a great show that's coming up from Cape Town Shadow Boxing from the Baxter Theatre, Mike Van Cran's Country Duty, uh, Brian Schummel who's South Africa's probably most preeminent musical director in more than a handful. Craig Morris, who's a, you know, again, a big name in the arts world is doing two lovers. So there's some amazing stuff that you can do. It's not just having some glue vine by the fire pit. It's going to catch a show and enjoying all of that. Then on the Saturday, obviously we have our full market craft market. You know, we've got food, drink, et cetera, music on the field, shows running all day. And once again, as you said, um, the only student production we've got is the winner of the National Student Festival, and that is a, a play called Raw, which talks about student issues from Stain City. They're the only student production um, that will really perform. The rest are all professional productions. But again, on the Saturday, some amazing, amazing, amazing um, uh, a lineup. We've got in our hall, we've got Glenn Miller. For those of you who remember Glenn Miller, we've got a jazz band doing Glenn Miller. Um, we've got Matthew Rybnik doing both Chili Boy and Monkey Nuts. He's a great festival um, draw card. People love to come uh, come and see him do his one-man show. Got a great group called African Soul that do a, a wonderful evening of soul music, both from America and, and from South Africa. So So there's a whole lot happening. And then into the evening... We have our our uh, music festival, and then we have the likes of EDM, which is a young group um, of drummers, Jamie Lee Saxton, our own Zena and Ms, uh, Samang who'll be playing, and then obviously the highlights are Shakina. Uh, I don't know that much about Shakina. I think I'm of an age group that uh, that that you know, but I know the kids absolutely love Shakina. We've got Matthew Mole who comes back again. Uh, he was at the last Red Fest. And he's a great uh, favorite at Red, at Red Fest. And then closing it, we've got a, a kind of disco vibe, a DJ vibe with Ayanda, MVP. So you basically can come along to that from 5 o'clock and just have a great time right through till 10 o'clock on our main field. Then on Sunday, um, we again have a whole lot of productions. Right through the week, we've got a children's area, a massive children's area, so you can drop your kids off while you're going to go and have something to eat or go see a show. We got uh, Zoe and the Gnomes, Mr. Hair Meets Mr. Uh, meets Mandela, um, Under the Baobab Tree, lots for the kids to do. And then we have a couple of the high school bands, Grayston, Marimba and Choir, our very own Marimba bands, the St. Mary's Jazz Band, um, the Red Hill Rock Band. And then we have a great sing-along, picnic sing-along uh, on Sunday afternoon at about three o'clock where the National Children's Theater are going to bring their cast to really go through the Mary Poppins sound of music kind of sing along. So you can bring your kids, bring a picnic basket, sit out. Winters I have glorious sun shining down on our, on our campus and just really um, enjoy that. And then right at the end of the festival to close it, we have the screening of CODA, um, which is the Academy award-winning movie uh, that many people haven't seen. Great movie to come and end the festival with. But again, with other productions uh, showing at the same time. Some of my friends have said, so do I, do I just move in for the weekend? I said, you absolutely just move in for the weekend.
1: Well, it sounds like an unbelievable rundown. And uh, I also know that you, you also fully equipped with the uh, generators and, and all these things that we have to think about, especially in 2022 in winter. So it's going to be uh, lights, camera, action as opposed to carols by candlelight, which is which is wonderful. <laughs> T- tell us a little bit more. If people want to come along, where do they go? How do they buy tickets? How does all of
0: that
2: work? Okay, so you get on to the Red Hill Arts Festival. So it's um, www.redhillartsfestival.co.za. And when you get onto that, it basically will give you the entire rundown. You can just click on the shows that you want to. It takes you straight away through to the booking site and you book. Um, Seats are unreserved, so you'll just get whatever seats. And then you arrive on the day and, um, you know, you go and see the shows. We'd love people to book early. Um, The more people we know that are coming, the better organized we can be. Again, you know, for me, this is... uh, uh, I did this for two reasons. One I wanted to bring community back again. I think Joburg needs community events. But two our artists have had a really really tough two years and every one of our artists are being paid for doing these productions. So we're not even basing it on, you know, if people come to the door. Fantastic. As Red Hill we have ma- managed to kind of raise funds to be able to pay each one of the actors but no actor likes to perform in front of an empty audience. So we're saying to people, not only are you supporting coming out and just having a good time with your families, but you really are supporting the arts. Let this be the kickstart to getting artists back on stage, getting us back into the theatres, and just supporting the arts as a whole. So you can do that if you don't book your tickets and you just want to come, it's free entrance. Obviously, once you're on campus, You you don't have to pay to go to the market. You don't have to pay to go to the food stalls. You don't have to pay to see the outside entertainment. You do have to pay to see the shows and then obviously for the music festival.
1: Well, by the sound of things, don't walk, run, and make sure that you, you get your ticket. Joseph Jurassi, executive head of Red Hill School, giving us a rundown of the Red Hill Arts Festival. And if you want to get to all those details that he mentioned, we'll put it up on the SantonTimes.co.za as well. Uh, so you didn't have to sort of try and write on your steering wheel or uh, you know get out of the bath and, uh, and try and get those details. So Joseph Jurassi, thank you so much for joining us on the Santon Times Hour. And talking about the arts and music, it's time for a spot of music.
0: The Santin Times on social media.
4: At Santin Times.
0: Bono,
1: Martin Garrix, and The Edge. We are the people. And I can't think of a better song uh, to mark Mandela Day 2022. And as we wrap things up. It wouldn't be a Mandela Day without having the right conversations on this day. And I'm thrilled to be joined by Sylvia Graham. She's an analyst in the Mandela Day and Outreach Department at the Nelson Mandela Foundation. And uh, Sylvia, what does Mandela Day 2022 mean to you as somebody who works for the Nelson Mandela Foundation?
5: Thank you so much for having me. I think Mandela Day 2022 is incredibly important for me, having worked at the foundation for a couple of years now. Many people have seen Mandela Day as just being a day where we mark Madiba But uh, having worked in the department and having had the privilege of, of crafting the program that spans beyond the day, I think we're really moving towards more impactful interventions that look at structural challenges that face our community. So our theme for Mandela Day 2022 looks at the intersection between food security and climate change. And this is inspired by our Each One Feed One campaign that we started at the beginning of COVID, where we distributed food. Parcels to those that were in need. However, we realized that by simply giving people uh, these food parcels, we're not really dealing with the structural issues that face us as a community, and there's a need to do deeper work to address issues of uh, food security. And I think, you know, looking at climate change and what has happened in KZN, that shows us that the time to act is now, and we really don't have, you know, that opportunity to wait and see what happens.
1: I mean, Nelson Mandela is the kind of leadership that a lot of people refer back to now. I mean, we're almost looking back, what is it, 20, 25 years uh, of, of of him having come to, to power as the president of a democratic South Africa. And I almost feel like Mandela Day in 2022 uh, must have a very different importance as we sit in South Africa right now, having come out of a pandemic, dealing with so many leadership and just... Everyday issues, economic issues, uh, challenges that people are going through.
5: Absolutely. I think, you know, having... The, the, the example of Madiba and the way that uh, he came out of prison and led uh, South Africa into a democratic dispensation is a key reminder for uh, some of us that may be termed uh, born freeze, that there's so much possibility in our country. And as much as we face the challenges we face, I think uh, Madiba and his peers have shown us that uh, through struggle and through solidarity, we're able to address uh, the, the challenges that face us.
1: You've also uh, had a Mandela Day Houghton run. That's the first time that happened uh, this past weekend. What was the thinking behind uh, bringing in a bit of a sporting element to, uh, to Mandela Day?
5: So um the work of of the Nelson Mandela Foundation and I think you know the passions of Madiba have been centered around sports so we've had uh the walk and run uh, in December that has become you know quite entrenched in the culture of marathons in South Africa and I think the walk and run just brings it closer to to Houghton where our offices are. And we've also got uh, the the hotel within that vicinity, Sanctuary Mandela, that was refurbished from uh, Madiba's old house. So I think bringing that closer to that vicinity, you know, is is a real opportunity. But sports has always been uh, something that the foundation has ventured into and partnered in and just taking a lead from Madiba's passion for sports as well.
1: Sylvia Graham, Analyst in the Mandela Day and Outreach Department at the Nelson Mandela Foundation. I thank you for making the time to chat to us on the Santon Times Hour on this Mandela Day 2022. That's it for another Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 FM and is always available as a podcast on Apple, Google and Spotify. If you want to get in touch, you can email editor at santontimes.co.za or you can connect on social media at santon.co.za times and you can also visit the website www.santantimes.co.za feel free to send through your questions or comments uh, and uh, we always look forward to hearing from you and as you know the whatsapp line is up and running so whenever you're connecting during the show make sure to drop us a line on whatsapp as well you're more than welcome to thank you to all our guests who've made the time to be part of this week's episode and vincenzo thank you for keeping us sounding good For another week. Thank you to the Santon Times team as always, and everyone at Mix 93.8 FM. Thank you for listening, and let's connect again next week.
0: That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Santon Times Hour. And if you enjoyed it, be sure to share it.